And then he said, don't wish it was easier, wish you were better. Don't wish for less problems, wish for more skills. I can't catch a break, guys. Yeah. Get them the fuck away from me. I can't, I can't be around those guys. People think, oh well, cleaning your room, that's just a cliche. It's like, yeah, really, eh? Just go ahead and try it. If people had any idea how powerful sleep is for healing from anything, and the fact that it's free. My mind is absolutely bulletproof, solid as a rock. Podcast. Welcome to the Fight and Fit Show. It's been a wee while since we had our last podcast. Uh, Brian was away on holidays, Stephen was away on holidays, and they are just back today. So we're going to get into it with sitting is the new smoking. Brandon, take it away. Right, guys. So sitting is the new smoking. I'm sure you have heard of this. If you haven't, you're probably like, oh my goodness, I haven't heard that. What a catchy and enjoyable soundbite. Um, so one of the reasons that sitting is the new smoking is because it's a, you know, it's a scourge. People aren't as active as they used to be. Sitting is now where we spend the vast majority of our time, and it's an amazing position if you are tired, but it's not optimal biomechanically for our body. What you give your body, it will adapt to and change to. And athletes now these days are, you know, stricken with flattened laminated glutes. You know, we're literally just sitting on our glutes the whole day, literally compressing them. Our hamstrings are getting shorter. Our uh, pec minor is starting to, again, get used to this shortened position. Our traps are starting to shorten and hunch. And our spine is sitting in a constant state of flexion. There's no real stable position for your pelvis, you're either anteriorly tilted, which is, you know, fine, this is actually pretty good, but it's hard work, and eventually people normally deviate into a posterior tilt where that lower back curves underneath, Chris adjusting his posture accordingly. Um, and so, again, when you spend time in positions like this chronically, they're going to have issues, and so what issues are we seeing with athletes again and again? You're starting to see people with, not starting to see, I'm sure, coaches for years have been seeing it now, you know, um, issues in the traps, issues in the shoulder, issues in the hip, issues with knees, issues with back, sciatica, bulging discs are things that constantly come up for me. And I'm sure maybe, Chris, I know you're a little bit skeptical about today's podcast, but I'm sure these are these are patterns that you've seen in the gym consistently. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, basically, what I see is an anterior pelvic tilt due to... Uh, short and tight hip flexors and inability to extend at the hip and instead they will extend at the lower back instead which causes loads of back pain and inactive glutes which leads to um, back problems and back injuries and um, less power and less overall confidence and athleticism when it comes to moving heavyweight yeah and so again when we don't have the ability to express ourselves in these archetypal positions what do we do compensate and compensating Mm -hmm. The general rule of thumb with a compensation is you're probably going to use a joint as opposed to a muscle. The muscle is weak, joints are strong, and so therefore it makes sense to load the joint and generate a lot of force because that's probably if you're trying to be athletic, that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to generate a lot of force, but you're not really asking yourself the question is, should I be generating a lot lots of force it's like well of course you should you know you're an athlete and all this kind of stuff it's like well are you well what have you done to earn that title of athlete oh well i train you know x y or z times a week it's like yes okay but how specifically have you paid attention to the you know your your knee hip back um, shoulder function particularly or are you just showing up and playing the game and expressing yourself and so again who yourself is 
as an athlete is actually somebody who is a victim of sitting. You know, it's like because again, nobody, nobody, nobody gave you the choice. Hey, when you're short in primary school, do you want to sit cross legged all day? Do you want to squat and uh, preserve your hip and lower back function, Sorry. or would you like I'm a chair? Ima- I'm, I'm just imagining like an evil armchair with a mustache, <laughs> just like going around inviting people to sit down all day. But again, this this is essentially what's happening is that if you're sitting down all day, you are going to adapt. And it's starting young. I was training a team of kids. Uh, I think there were maybe eight, nine, and ten. And it was it was actually very, very interesting. I had them for four weeks. We were doing football every Saturday. And we start off with a dynamic warm-up. Me being the movement coach that I am, it was obviously quite movement-based and, you know, quite mobility-based and this kind of stuff. And again, a lot like mobility like squats but squats with good form and paying attention to things that should be paid attention to foot position knee position in relation to their torso that kind of stuff and like their mobility in eight nine and ten year olds was terrible like you'd get one outlier one or two outliers who are pretty decent movers and everybody else like absolutely bandy and And they're usually uh, dancers usually dancers or gymnasts well, again, these were all these were all lads, and to my knowledge, none of them were dancers, and none of them were gymnasts. Like, again, for whatever reason, like like your friend uh, Tiernan, um, who again can sit cross-legged full lotus, like for no good reason. Um, mm-hmm. Again, maybe there is a reason, maybe to break dancers. I don't, I don't know. But generally speaking, it's like some people are really good in the well, sense of gone. In in regards to that, if Tiernan's listening to this, um, since on, he Tiernan. was real, real, real young. Uh, if he's sitting playing video games, he'll sit in an armchair and he'll sit in foot lotus like the whole time. Like, yeah. It's not like he well, it's not like that position's new to him. Like he's in that and like he used to show off because he'd cross his legs and go up onto his knees and like walk around his knees. Yeah, cool. There you go. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. So he kept cool. that. He kept that the whole time. Yeah. And so this is it. Yeah. Very interesting. So use it or lose it. And so again, it would be great to encourage kids, um, even through games and sports and all that kind of stuff, to retain these moves because again, as I said, you lose it. Now, here's the really interesting thing. I had them for four weeks. This, there was a stark difference between week one and week two and week two and week three and week four and week one was just non-comparable. And the reason being is that these kids hadn't fully adapted yet. Like they were, they were still in the early stages. Their muscles were still supple and pliable and all this kind of stuff. Now, again, if you exaggerate that on 20, 30 years, nobody showed the kids the basic movements. They hadn't been practicing them and they were literally just, you know, being busy human beings going to school getting an education going home doing their homework you know going out to play for an hour you know uh, maybe two hours like what else are they doing you know it's like going over to their friends and so again there's not a, and then you go to secondary school they're doing more sitting you're doing more homework and again possibly doing sports some people just aren't into sports which is you know fair enough and um, some sports like boxing for us is like have no or again maybe it's different now and again everybody responds to things differently but you know, some sports have absolutely zero to a uh, very little focus on mobility. And so again, or again, time spent attentively devoting, making sure each individual athlete develops a range of motion over a period of time and understanding why that's important. is like, well, then these people are just going to be victims and then they're going to be, oh, 30 years of age, maybe just late 20s. Oh, just I've always had a bad back. Oh, my left knee is killing me. Oh, my shoulder's just always giving me grief. You know, and so again, it's like, well, what is the solution? Or again, I suppose just first thing I would just like to say, that in my opinion is a massive problem. And I did a slight bit of research as well, uh, just beforehand. And um, so what uh, what other issues are there with the, with sitting? And why do I have such a gripe against it as I sit here in this chair? Um, so 
increased risk of chronic diseases. So prolonged sitting has been linked to increased uh, risk of chronic health conditions such as heart disease, diabetes, obesity, and certain types of cancer. Now, again, I don't know about the cancer and all this kind of stuff, but again, lack of activity is terrible for it. I'm sure people know that now. You know, we're designed to move and just sitting here and storing up food and chemicals and all this kind of stuff and not burning and up in someone who actively purges the system and charges it up and flushes it out and moves um, is not good, all right? Though it's a very interesting thing, I'm not sure how true it is, but um, again, take what a pinch of salt, you can do a little bit of research yourself. And your man was saying it was, was, was well regarded as a health expert, let's say. And one of the things that he was saying is that if you're a smoker, and I'm by no means encouraging people to smoke or vape, but if you are a smoker or a vapor, and you exercise, you have a better, um, better chance okay, of okay. living a, a better health outcomes um, as somebody who doesn't smoke or doesn't vape and who doesn't uh, and who who doesn't exercise. So again, if you're Joe, Same if you're overweight, if you're just overweight and you exercise, yeah. So yeah, if you yeah, exactly, exactly. So lots of these uh, comorbidities. So these these things that multiply your risk of death. Um, if you exercise along with that. You could have a better chance with a comorbidity like smoking or being overweight or chronically not sleeping, all this kind of stuff that we would you know, advise against. As somebody who is looking after themselves um, physically and by avoiding all these co comorbidities but refuses to exercise and, and, and use their body. And again, that stands a testament to say right. how important it is that we actually move our body. Right. Not exercising is incredibly unhealthy for you. It's incredibly yeah. unhealthy for you. Sitting is, I, I would say, like sitting is the new smoking. Just not exercising is the, is the new smoking. Like if you're not exercising, you're leaving so much on the table in terms of like how good you feel, uh, how much energy you have throughout the day, how strong you are, um, and like how motivated you are as well, and your ability to withstand suffering and let's say, what is it, delayed gratification, all that sort of stuff. It all gets better when you exercise, and it gets even better when you exercise intensely. Um, but the sitting is a new smoking part. One of the reasons why sitting is bad as well is because it will make exercise not feel so nice. Like if you have really, really tight hip flexors and poor posture, moving feels cranky in your body. Like it doesn't feel good to move. And that's one of the worst things about it. If you have an injury or if you have like a, like a niggle or something like that and you can't sort of fix it, it limits you from exercising. And um, when you sit all the time, your hip flexors get short and tight. And when the hip flexors get short and tight, um, it leads to a whole host of postural issues down the line, all stemming from, like, here's how it will sort of work. The hip flexors will get tight. It will force you into an anterior tilt. The pelvis will tilt forward. When the pelvis tilts forward, you'll have a bias to internally rotate at the knee. That will collapse your arches. And because you're doing that, you're, and you're sticking your chest out, the shoulders will round a little bit forward, and then you'll crank in your neck, and you'll look up like this here. And uh, you put lots of pressure on your neck, on your lumbar spine, on the inside of your shoulders, so that when your shoulders are like this and they're internally rotated like mad, you can't really press overhead, you're limited in that regard. And then when you do go to find the exercise, you're at way bigger risk of all these other injuries that will be due to stacking on your joints instead of stacking on the muscles. So, I think it's very clear that sitting is new smoking. <laughs> and so... <laughs> This, I mean, this, this, this is this is the whole reason why I just wanted to kind of open this up and have a conversation around it today because the amount of people that have shoulder issues that we deal with, with no, so again, generally there's two reasons why people get injured. Generally, is one is an accident, so they have a fall, a trip, a bang, a crash, a collision, sport related, whatever, and then the other one is overtension. And so again, just over time, 
the system just kind of gets wound up and wound up and wound up. And it's not an issue. You don't really feel anything until one day all of a sudden becomes an issue. Or again, maybe it's just something you just kind of have to shrug and do a bit of stretch, you know, a few reps, just loosen that, get a bit of blood flow, and then um, things are fine until one day that just doesn't do anymore. And so one thing that would be massively beneficial is for people, if you do do long periods of sitting, is like to have an understanding mm-hmm. of what the... Uh, to have an understanding of what the issue actually is. So again, we went through them. Let's talk about them again briefly. And so again, we're talking tight hamstrings, short glute, tight hip flexors, um, interior rotated shoulders, and short traps. They're the big ones. Mm. Uh, maybe yeah, uh, yeah. Post- posterior tilted pelvis as well. Yeah. All right. So... What like what would you really need? Like you might just need five positions to get away. From, so again, like you've got this standing pec stretch or standing doorway pec stretch, a simple narrow hamstring stretch. You're reaching down, touching your toes, a low lunge. Um, what else we got? A pigeon stretch and maybe an upper dog. And it's like that's literally it. And so through all the, if you were to just do those regularly after long periods of sitting, depending on who you are and what issues you have, you know you've got big rounded shoulders, the standing doorway stretch, or maybe even just overhead at a doorway should be something that you do all the time, all the time. If you have a bad back and you know that you sit with your lower back dumped against the, the chair in your car, it's like after long periods of try, uh, driving, doing a low lunge, doing an upward dog, and maybe taking a little child's pose off just to rinse off as well. Again, everybody could probably do it a pigeon pose. You know, everybody could probably do it a toe touch, unless again, you're somebody who's responded very well to sitting and you're just super flexible still. And again, maybe that's because of your history with dancing or X, Y, or Z. Who knows? Maybe you just like to, you know, stretch yourself. I don't know. Um, I do do think it's important to to note as well that some people like, you know, like there is this thing called genetic variability and everyone is different and some people are more flexible than others and some people are more um, tight than others as well. In general, people who are hypermobile don't have these same issues, but their issues come from a lack of stability and they'll still stack on the joints, but they'll stack on the joints because they can't generate that stability from the muscles instead. So uh, I think that's also important to to know, and that um, someone who's not, let's say, a hypermobile, someone who's more rigid and dense and like uh, tight and stiff, um, they will they have like an awful sort of journey to sort of teach their body how to express that new range of motion. Because when you're trying to uh, open up the body, it's not just about like stretching muscle, you're stretching fascia, you're um, basically like getting through knots. You have to teach your nervous system how to actually even contract in those positions like one of the big realizations i had when i was trying to open up my shoulders and open up my hips is uh, the cramping that you get from a weak muscle trying to contract in a position that i was not used to so like let's say you have your arm out like this and you just reach it out to the side and you're like oh, okay that's fine but you roll your shoulder on your back and you pull it back even further and you got your rear delt just switching on going ah! and when that's switched on joe you might even feel it down your lower back on the other side because that's to stabilize up the chain to make sure that nothing's wobbling and then to be spazzing out because you just never expressed that before. And just teaching your body how to contract in that position will uh, help too. Yeah. Um, something I was, I was talking about somebody uh, quite recently and um, they were talking about the, the whole idea that they say in maybe it's a yoga thing, but it's definitely something I've heard before is uh, trauma lives in your hips. Mm-hmm. What, what, well, what, what, just what, trauma. Um, all right. Like, 
think about it this way, right? When you, if you're actually genuinely scared, okay. If I was like, like, let's say I was to give you a jump scare, so I jump in the door, okay. The ah! first thing that can, yeah, the first thing that contracts is your pelvic floor. Pelvic floor okay. goes like, John, ah! you that tenses up like that there, and then you hold that tension to imagine you're actually so you're scared. Shit, that's that's why you shit yourself. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Um, ah, just imagine, no, we're going imagine, with it. We're running with it. Right, imagine holding, imagine holding well. that tension because you're perpetually scared for, let's say, like 45 minutes because there's a big argument going on around the house or something stupid out there. So you're sitting there like, ah, like a little scared kid, and you tense up. So like, like again, when you're tense, you're literally tense, like tense up. Your butt. I mean, you you take you tend to like uh, restrict and contract. Like there's a. Or like when you want to make yourself smaller, everything curls in like this here into the fetal position. And when you want to like expand and grow, so everyone gets big like this here. But when you're scared and you're tense and you're afraid, you you get closer into the fetal position to make yourself smaller. Mm. Um, and I think that's that happens at the hips. That happens like in the also exactly. Muscles. What what about what about living in a perpetual state of fight or flight? Because mm -hmm. again, you're traumatized, or again, you're going through periods of high stress. Well, now, what are, what are, what's one of the things to talk about with, uh, when you're stressed is like you clench your jaw. And so, again, if, you're, if your nervous system is in a fight or flight response, it's like, well, you're, you're going to be tense in general. And so just like when you're doing muscle contractions specifically, you know, you want to tense your glutes and you want to tense your thing. But let's say, again, passively, again, you're sitting, you're sitting in the seated position or you're retracted into the fetal position for whatever reason. If you are tense and stressed, well, then you're going to be what I would, uh, you know, merit a guess and say a poor, you know, quote unquote, a poor responder to setting is that you're going to be a tight person. One of these people who are, you know, very, very tight, very, very tense and have issues with mobility and all this kind of stuff because it's coming from stress because you're a stressed out person. You're literally have this unknowing tension in your body, like literally in your nervous system that affects all your muscles and your joints and that kind of crack. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think that's true. I think um, I think stress is a big factor. But I think um, a lack of sleep is one of the is a bigger factor than that. I think like if you if you're way way let, like underslept, a bigger factor. Um, well, like like a bigger underlying factor. I think the reason why people would be more stressed or have higher stress responses and be more chronically stressed is due to sleep. Like if you if me and you have an argument, but I'm like well slept. Okay, I have a really really good sleep. But me and you have an argument. I like the time with the time it takes me to come down from that stress is like way quicker than if I'm underslept i'll be like well sitting stressed about it all day like my ability to regulate those things is is drastically different i agree but i also think that if you are also somebody who's traumatized if you're somebody who is you know sensitive if you're somebody who has a a, a history of and a certain outlook and philosophy in the world because of you know x y or z happening when you're younger well then you're also going to respond to little things and issues in a completely different way. And it could be, you know, that everything brings you back to this kind of state or mood because you've never really let it go and this kind of stuff. And I agree, but I'm I suppose it doesn't really, in my opinion, matter what the cause is, but I feel like, again, the issue is how you're responding to stuff is going to have a direct impact on your musculature and your joints and your bones and all this kind of stuff, because, you know, you're just, a big wound up mess mm. possibly and maybe through no so, fault of your own do you know what else i think is is a big cause of it as well i'm only after realizing remember, remember going into let's say fifth year remember how big your bag used to get and how heavy it used to be like, like literally bigger than me yeah <laughs> like do you know what we used to be able to do i'm sure people <laughs> listen to this are young enough to remember 
uh, in recent years, you know, in the last 20 years, I'm sure it's always the same case. Like, you literally used to be able to kick people in the bag and they'd spin around and fall over. Because <laughs> it was so heavy. Well, you're the uh, reason or, for or so many traumatized hits. Or just grab the grab the back of her bag and just gently pull it to the floor. Yeah. So, um, or, or yeah. on a separate note, just because I'll never get a chance to bring up the podcast again, or on the last day of school, just grabbing someone's short pocket and just ripping off their entire shirt. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. So, so yeah, sitting in a new smoker, it's really bad for you. Um, there's a lot of other reasons why it's bad for you as well, like in terms of just not spending energy. You're in like a super sort of lowered state. Like if you're perpetually in a resting state, <clears throat> you will degrade over time. You'll get better and better and better at just be doing nothing. I have some of them, right? So uh, metabolic effects. So when you sit for too long, your body's metabolic rate slows down, which can lead okay. uh, to wake, Expl- wake in and metabolic yeah, explain problems. That, explain that more simply. Instead of, I want. I feel like when people start mentioning metabolism to like the lay person, they, they start making it all fancy in their head, okay? All it means is that you don't burn as many calories sitting as you do standing. That's all that means by metabolism well, being slower. Also, heart and lungies don't pumpy pumpy as quicky quicky, and therefore things don't movey movey. Exactly. Like if you're sitting as well, like if you're sitting like this here, and you're when we're like this, if you can't see us, so sitting forward, hunched over, shoulders rounded, you know, like try and take a full deep breath in this position. <sighs> it's really really hard to do, but if you like sit back, chest out, even standing, wherever it is, and breathe all the way down from your chest at your belly and let your chest inflate and deflate you can take in like twice as much oxygen which is um more metabolically active um another one reduced blood flow sitting for extended periods can lead to reduced blood flow in your legs which can increase the risk of blood clots and deep vein, vein thrombosis thrombosis yeah so uh... um, mental health prolonged sitting can also have negative effects on mental health it may lead to feelings of lethargy depression and increased stress I know that that feeling. See if I sit and play Starfield for three, four hours at a time. So it feels like feels like sad. Feels like sad. Um, <laughs> and so yeah, and so so the first so two hours the, are great though. One of the things, one of the things that people talk about is again the the runner's high or the great amazing feeling after exercise. It's like well, sitting for long periods of time is literally the opposite to that. And so again, if mm-hmm. you're sitting for long periods of time without moving. The heart pumpy pumpy, the lungs breathy breathy, and the endorphins moving around the body as well as like the lack of physical stress. Like when you have a physical stress, even if it's and hopefully it's just you know mild to moderate, your body's gonna give you things so you can tolerate that, and they're called endorphins, and they're literally very similar to a morphine. You know, morphine endorphins. It's an opiate, so it's along that similar. So it makes you feel good, and when you're sitting down you know doing whatever playing games or just working it's like you're not getting them unless like you're literally solving problems boom i feel amazing i made the company 500 euro and i made myself 300 euros boom i think wait i think it's also important to to note that like these these are different systems that are being used as well the like like i know you're all about like morphine and uh endorphins and all this sort of stuff but like like do- dopamine is one like you you can sit around all day and get a shitload of dopamine like you really can and that can feel really really good and that's why like like let's say video games can be so addictive or like don't people sit on the computer or i'm sitting on their phone on social media or tiktok especially because of the novelty in that constant cycle of dopamine like that feels really good and to say it doesn't feel really good is like so but you can get bored of it and you can get overstimulated and too much dopamine to the point where like the dopamine hits you're getting or 
um, let's say, not as satisfactory anymore, and because they're not giving you that same sort of kick, well, then nothing is as interesting as all those cool videos. So then you go to do something, everyone just feels kind of like bleh and meh because you don't have that same excuse me novelty. But um, while that might feel good sitting scrolling for a while, um, the different like endocrine system that that would be used won't be as stimulated, won't be as activated, and you won't get a different cascade of hormones in it, and um, you'll feel bad, let's say physically rather than mentally if that makes sense and the physical feeling will be like a feedback loop into the mental yeah so this is it i mean like you gotta you gotta move yeah you gotta move i do i, I completely agree with what you said this is it you gotta move like you really gotta have to move and sitting down and like let's say the manufactured sense of creating dopamine as opposed to like 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 social interaction things that would happen naturally in nature is that kind of what we're talking about yeah well like if you if you're watching like joe so the worst the worst example of it would be you know, like a compilation of funny videos you know where you're watching joe fail video after fail video after fail video it's like you know something happens and instantly another thing happens and instantly another thing happens and instantly another thing happens love it when you go out and you go for a walk you know like and you're looking you're like you're bored you're like where's where's the stimulus where's the exciting cool stuff going on it's just not happening instead of like slowing everything down just actually appreciating Know, the beauty of a tree you're like, like yeah. literally every time i go for a walk every single time i go for a walk right see trees trees are like slow motion fractal explosions and i just every time i see it i can't unsee it i just watch it i just see this sort of like it's like upside down lightning i always, I always that's interesting that's a, a cool way to think about it. i always just look at them like lungs i just see big big sets of lungs just popping out of lungs. the ground <clears throat> so here's exactly what it is it's actually the fibonacci sequence that's exactly. Oh, you know, what yeah, no, yeah, no. I'm aware, I'm aware, but I just it's it's interesting that you see the Fibonacci sequence represented as lightning. I see it like it's obviously you know your your shoulder is is like the the same distance between the same length between your shoulder is like half the distance between your your ulna and your humerus or whatever. And then I go, you I go from the finger, look like from the finger up the arm. So like exactly, this is half size of this, and then this and this equals this, and then this. And this equals this, and then this and this equals this, and then this and this equals this. And you're talking, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so yeah, and it's the same in your lungs. Mm -hmm. I was like, the big, the big branch comes down in your lungs, and then it breaks up into your it's your bronchioles and your pores. Your... Yeah. Into... yeah, exactly. It's, it's it's really cool. And so again, when you are conditioned to things. Then now stuff you don't have to think. Here, there's your dopamine. There's your, like that's very manufactured and it's very passive. Whereas when you have to actively cultivate dopamine through, you know, quote unquote, real things, things that aren't, you know, in the in the meta world um, or on your phone. Um, well, then again, yeah, it's, things are going to be very, very. There, it's going to be at a much slower pace, but at the same time, um, when you are sitting, if you didn't have the meta world giving you feedback like that you would have nothing mm -hmm. and so it's only because of this weird thing that we have now which is amazing Ooh. and cool and i love it it's great but it's like unless you're literally talking to somebody or doing a project sitting on your arse punched over like this like you couldn't you wouldn't do it all day and if and if if you were people would be like oh jesus have you seen brandon Something really wrong with him. <laughs> you know, like I really, I, I don't, I don't think he's doing okay at all. It's like why? Because he literally has sat like this for the last ten hours. 
You know, yeah, it's, de it's a depression. Like it's it's a, it's a picture of depression. Oh, you got the phone. I was I was I was looking at a TV. I like the yeah, you're you're on the phone. That's even more real now. The head's there. Yeah, jeez, it's very sad. Very sad indeed. And so again, we there is actual studies out there about um, the uh, I think they call them the the super poses or whatever like that. It's like you know hands on your hips, your chest out. It's like you can literally increase you know dopamine production and apparently testosterone and all this kind of stuff. Um, I I seen I seen that, but I also seen something contradictory. Contradicting it, so I don't know if it's like um, how much of it's like placebo because you kind of want it to be true. But I, even if it is placebo, then it kind of works at the same time. But what I what I would, I would say, it's, it's not even, yeah, it's not it's not even that I would say it's placebo so much as it's it's anecdotal. But the 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 more the more issue is that is that you definitely do feel better when you're up chest up opened up than you do unless. You, of course, the idea is that I want to rest now. Because, again, if you want to enter a rest state, this mm -hmm. is not very restful. You know what well, I mean? So, again, think, there's a right, we're going to talk about uh, Jordan Peterson for the 50 millionth time. And one of the things that he mentions is lobsters. And if you gave uh, lobsters um, amphetamines or serotonin reuptake inhibitors, um, basically what they do is they stand up straighter. Just naturally, unconsciously, there's no sort of... Like outside people just do it. You just stand up straighter. And there is a thing um with it's like a, a feedback loop in both directions. So if you have like poor pot like everyone has this tracker in uh, this unconscious tracker inside of the mind. And if you are like really, really low on the hierarchy of this like social thing, well then you feel bad. You feel really, really bad. And it's a it's like a normal thing to feel sort of bad. Some people when they're depressed they have like they either have a bad life and they they're down in this hierarchy or um their tracker in their brain is like let's say messed up a little bit and they feel like they're lower than they actually are or again or they're and sitting on social media all day and they're looking at people who are doing extremely well and they're in a habit of comparing themselves with people and so obviously you're going to track at the bottom in comparison exactly exactly but then on top of that as well you know like the posture thing like if you give the like a lot here's a cool thing and this is going to sound weird to people who don't understand how this sort of stuff works but like um we have the same serotonergic system as lobsters did uh, from like a million, uh, millions and millions of years ago, or whatever. It's, it's based off the same system. So, like, if you give us like SSRIs and or amphetamines or whatever, we'll stand up straighter. If you give the lobsters the same thing, they'll stand up straighter because it works off the same system. Okay, it's that, it's that old. Um, but if you don't sit up like this here and you don't stand up straight with your shoulders back and you sit with your shoulders rounded, it's like a negative feedback loop. Because you go like this here and then you interact with someone, they'll treat you like you've bad posture as well. Like people treat each other unconsciously in all these different ways. Like where if someone is poor, like poor posture and looking up to people, it's um versus like walking in, giving a good impression, chest out, giving like a good handshake. You know, the interaction goes a completely different way. And if you have loads of interactions like that where you are show made smaller and you are making yourself smaller and like hiding away, um, that will have a massive impact on your overall, let's say, mental health or let's say not even mental health, just how you feel. You know, like just if mm. if you want to do this right now, just sit up straight, chest up, shoulders back for like thirty seconds, and just see how you feel, and then hide away like this here. Make yourself small, chin chin down especially, and look through your eyebrows like this here, and see how you feel. And like one is you genuinely feel like kind of scared and kind of like Joe hidden and kind of like please don't poke me. And then the other one you're like fucking bring it on, which is weird. It's like a weird sort of sort of thing. I don't even know. I don't have the words to even describe it. Um, but your posture and how you embody different positions is a uh, is very very important. That's one of the things I thought about with yoga is that if you embody all again, these different, positions, I, feel, I, feel, I, feel, I feel like sorry, 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 rude, sorry. It's okay. You're excited. Go on, talk about it. Say it. 
It was much, I, I much, say, much more important. <laughs> I didn't even realize. I thought you were finished. Um, one of the one of the things that I was just thinking, like about the posture thing you said, it's like like think about all the stuff that like a cat would do unconsciously, like where it like arches its back and like hisses and like how a dog bigger. would. Ca- yeah, but it's like how a dog would cower is like all this stuff is like it's or like when bears like they stand up on two legs it's like it's all instinctual like nobody's like it's not a conscious thing it's a it's instinctual sorry yeah it's instinctual that's it that's exactly what it is and um you know if, if you can and you can assess a lot about people by their posture now there is other factors as well but if you're walking around like groundskeeper or not like groundskeeper Willie, well actually yeah groundskeeper <laughs> Willie versus mr burns I, will, I meant mr burns yeah but if you if you walk around like mr burns you're gonna feel like mr burns if you walk around like groundskeeper Willie, you'll feel like groundskeeper Willie. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, it's like a big thing. Is like if, if you go into a room and you see someone standing in in the corner, like literally out of the way, you know how? And then it's like they're standing in the corner and they they look brave. It's like, oh, look at that. Um, what would you say? You know, mysterious and interesting person. And so you look somewhere <laughs> in the corner, and they're you know it's like they're. Sitting in there, cowering in the corner, and like, look, please don't talk to me. I don't like to be talked to. It's like you can tell. You can no, tell. I a seen, lot of it. Sorry, I just I seen a meme today, and it was I'm like me, me thinking, me thinking. It was like, what was it? The meme was like me thinking I'm just cool and mysterious, but actually I'm just weird and lonely. <laughs> <laughs> and again, that all sorry. depends on your posture. Um, so again, if you're sitting in the corner and you have good posture, people will like you. And if you're sitting in the corner and you're and you're slouching, people will think you're weird. I'm joking. Um, no, but no. In, in general, yeah. No, you're you're just right. Like obviously, how you carry yourself will be dictated by your your state. Like what state of being are you in? Are you in a high energy state? As I said, like if if I said to you, "Oh my goodness, the woman of your dreams just texted you," like like you just immediately perk up. You know, mm-hmm. if I said, "Oh, you just won the lotto." You're like, ah, yeah. you know, that's, like it would be with that, that feeling there, right? That is you rapidly ascending a hierarchy, like rapidly yeah. changing your position. Yeah. And that's what that excitement is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for real. That's exactly right. That's what the arms go up. That's what you're going to My arms aren't even down there anymore. If I get my legs up, I would. I see you jumping and skipping, <laughs> and they lift their feet to the side. They're like, get my feet out of there. Um, well, that's so exactly they, what it is. Which is, oh man, people are. And, and 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 you get you get people, and it's like they're delivering news. It's like, oh, such and such was just in an accident, and they literally get blown off their feet, and they need to sit down. Or like, I literally, I can't even stand. Smaller. Yeah. I literally, like, I literally need to shrink into a ball right now and cry. And again, there's, it's not saying that either one of those things is right or wrong. It's like again, you know, even if you win the lotto, if someone you love something tragic happens, the appropriate thing to do is change your state and all this kind of stuff. But in general, if you're not happy with the results that you're getting from your current state, it's like, yeah, you could try and manufacture a different state because again, maybe the issue is that it's not that you're depressed. It's not that you're sad. It's not that you're a low energy person. It's not that you don't, you're not ambitious or any of this stuff, but it's literally that due to society and the way that we live right now, you are being paid to sit down in a low energy state for hours and hours and hours. And then you go home and then you take that low energy state, the momentum of it. And it's very hard to break habits and, you know, even just mental energy habits. It's like, you know, that's just kind of what you're doing. So uh, postural cues and yoga practice and all this kind of stuff. Like the idea is that you cultivate a good position, a good energy and good. Uh, well, actually, here's, here's something 
something that's really cool sorry to to interrupt yeah when you when you practice yoga like you're really practicing manipulating your state you're going like one of the things like you leave whatever energy you have off the mat you go to the mat with a new thing and you start so you meditate to get yourself into this sort of still thing and you leave all the other uh, states away and then you start embodying these different postures like one of the big ones like to inhale reach up expand and then exhale fold forward and you get expand and contract and expand and contract and you start going through that and then that makes you feel much more and um, let's say pliable if i are much more like a not resilient but like to i can't think of the, the word but like if you're if you're malleable. a branch of a tree if you don't malleable yeah but if you don't bend you break you get me so it makes you much more easy to bend and go from like this expanded state into the contracted state and you get better contracting and you know that after you contract it will feel good to expand and after you expand it will feel good to contract you know it's um yoga helps you do do all that sort of stuff and i think it's really, really cool you embody you literally physically embody it yeah you 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 is pretty cool and again it it, it kind of fits a lot of the problems that we're talking about today because again if you ha- are just sitting for hours and hours and are trying to fuse and adapt into these positions, well, yoga is a practice that will help you with that. If you're somebody who's just kind of in this low energy state constantly or just has low uh, endorphins or energy or dopamine or whatever like that, because again, you're kind of stuck and uh, done. It's like, you know, it's going in and meditating, breaking away, and then also running through this little routine where you go through these highs and these lows and these ebbs and flows. It's like, it's really, really good for you, both mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. And there's many practices like that. And obviously you don't have to do yoga. You could cultivate your own sense of, or your own ritual in order to do this. And maybe that's what people should do because obviously yoga, yoga is, I think it's roughly translated into in unity, isn't it? Isn't that what kind of what yoga means? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's yeah. moving, being in unison with the universe. And so again, Maybe for you, that doesn't feel very hippy-dippy at the minute. But, you know, you finding even just a few minutes to sit down and, you know, come and reconnect with yourself. And maybe it means sitting down on the floor. Wait, what do you mean sitting down? It's the new smoking. That's just going to sit and sitting down on the floor. But again, for you right now, and again, we don't, you don't judge. Actually, this is the thing. Some... I was talking, we, we were talking about this in the office and we were talking about, uh, you know, people and their logged amount of years. And you, you guys were kind of nearly coming and obviously you're probably slagging. You know, it's, like, it's not a judgment. You know, it's not. A, it's not. A, it's like, listen, we we are all victims of society in a sense. It's like this is like th- until you know better, you can't do any better. And so, if you didn't know that sitting was an issue, and also, you know, you just were sitting. Yeah, <laughs> I was just sitting around. Like I just had to sit. Like I had to eat my dinner. I had to drive somewhere. You know, I had to go to school. It's like it's not necessary. Um, like it's not a judgment call. Yeah, it's not a judgment call. Yeah, I, I, I think that is really important. And I think um, I think that happens, what, something that happens to me a lot if uh, I'm talking to someone, let's say, outside of the gym and like sort of asking for some gym advice, wherever it is, like, um, and I tell them some of the stuff that they're doing wrong. Maybe it's the way I'm saying it, or maybe it's the, the approach because I'm so like matter of fact about it. Um, like they'll take offense to it and they'll think that it's a judgment call. I'm like, it, in no way is it a judgment call. Like so I'm telling you, oh yeah, that, like, that dinner shit. <laughs> it's like, that's absolute crap nutrition. They'll t- almost be like, per- like personally offended when there's like zero offense meant. Does that make sense? It's definitely the way you're saying it, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> if, if someone goes, oh, this is what I like to eat for dinner, you go, oh, that dinner shit. I no, 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 no. It's, it's not, it's not that. They're like, oh, is this good? And I'm like, no, that's terrible. It's like all it is is carbs on carbs on sugar. <laughs> it's like yeah. a big bowl of cereal. Yeah. It's like, but again, but objectively, you know, and nutritionally, it's terrible. 
But it's like, actually, like, given your lifestyle and your circumstance, your likes and your likes, yes, it's an amazing dinner. Good, better, best. You don't even know yeah. what the dinner is. Yeah, it is. I do. Listen, you're having you're having beans on toast with fucking sausages. I know, I ate it. I know what you're eating. Um, and so, and then you're having cheesecake for dessert. I'm aware. I know what it's like. Um, but the, so it's like, okay, is that a good dinner? Yes, it's a great dinner because if you go to Africa to people who are starving and offer that dinner, they will literally take a hand. You're like, this is the greatest food I've ever eaten in my life. And so, you know, it's at the bottom of the barrel in terms of it's literally calories, which is good. And then better would be okay well how could we improve that it's like okay maybe we could opt for a higher um, a higher quality of sausage maybe you could enter x y or z into the mix to make you know it's like maybe some go vegetables for, yeah it's a more more fiber some more vegetables you, know, you could make your your beans from scratch you get tomato beans fried fried onion in there some garlic whatever it's like uh, and maybe a salad on the side whatever it is not completely terrible to have whatever it is you like but the issue is if you know better then you you don't you shouldn't need to ask that question you know that's not a great dinner because you know you should be eating x y or z but if somebody's generally clueless and you're just like oh that shit they're like ah oh, please let's try my best it's like obviously people are going to be offended but if, if, if uh, somebody goes oh i had mcdonald's for six in a row is that bad it's kind of like do, well, listen you do have what to, do you, yeah you do you do what, have what to do have... you think what do you think that's how I say. What do you think about that? Oh yeah, no, I never should read it. Obviously, all right. I'm 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 gonna use that now so much more. I was like, I was like, oh, what do you think about it? Before I give my opinion, and then I can start. Because I, I with there having a little bit of tact is important, and having and I, I do use that. See, when it comes to training, sometimes and all that sort of stuff, like I do use it sometimes, and I do, I can be quite. Oh, yeah, I do use it sometimes. Like, sometimes see, it's been like with, with the boxing course, someone someone chose a job like terrible, 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 terrible awful, terrible, great. Job. Like, they'll, but they'll do so, but they'll eventually do one that that is actually great, and they'll get the great for that. And then I feel like if I am that blunt and that, like I'm just honest and objective about it. Um, as a, co- as a coach, I have a flow. Some, some, some days I come in and I'm the best friend, and other days I come in and just go, All right, guys, everybody, nobody's moving quick enough. <laughs> and again, and that works sometimes too, because obviously, again, as a coach, you're trying to, yeah, you're trying to achieve different things. And I get, I get where you come from, but I was just saying, like, objectively, if, if somebody say, Oh, what do you think about this? But that shit, and scums, I don't know why they got offended. And it's like, Well, I could, it's, it's pretty obvious. Um, oh, what do you think of this coaching situation? Oh, that was shit. Oh, that was terrible coaching. <laughs> that was me, but a terrible coach, a terrible coach. Um, anyway, um, so, I mean, that pretty much wraps it up. I think we've waffled on long enough on why sitting is the new smoking. If you have anything to add, Chris, now would be a good time to kind of... Um, yeah, sitting is the new smoking, basically because you're in a lower metabolic state. You're racing not burning as much calories as you, you could be. Most people have, uh, they're not burning enough calories and they're eating too many calories. You shorten up your hip flexors, which leads to a whole host of, excuse me, a whole host of other issues that um, can lead to back pain and all this sort of stuff, which will limit you in the long run and that's essentially why he's sitting so bad for you but when we say sitting we don't mean sitting in a deep perfect squat like the asian squat or anything like that or sitting full lotus on on a yoga mat we mean sitting in an office chair sitting back chilling like this here or sitting hunched over your desk like that there and or driving for four hours a day up and down the country because you have sales or whatever you have to do um again yeah, would, it's the, not would the issue you. would the issue be atrophy so the issue is that yes. like you're, yeah you're not you're not using your hamstrings you're not using your glutes. You're not using your your core muscles to stabilize. You're not using your back muscles. What else was I going to say? Uh, yeah, you're not you're not extending through your shoulder. You're not extending through your hip. And so it's, yeah, obviously it's like well, if you're not doing all that, it's not it's not about the fact that you're sitting because again, we can sit 
And if you do sit for long periods of time, you can also I'm get away with right it. Now. <laughs> yeah. If we give you the right prescription, it's not about the fact that you are sitting. It's about what you're not doing in order to compensate for the fact that, you know, well, you're after spending eight hours there inactive. So how do we reactivate and um, rejuvenate the muscles and positions that we care about? Uh, guys, I think that's time to wrap it up. Uh, make sure to like, comment, subscribe, uh, click the bell if you're watching us on YouTube. If you listen to us on Spotify, uh, I don't think there's much interaction you can do on that one. And uh, hopefully we will see you in the next one. Tell your friends about it, listen to us on your walks, all that sort of good stuff. Peace, love, and we'll see you in the next one.